All right, let's blow all the snot rockets now. Get them out of the way. Lusty, busty, sultry October night. My name is Darity, and I've returned for another week of horror nonsense. My main man, Jason Harrell, is in the house. Hey, y'all. Hey, yo, yo. What's going on, big guy? Dying of phlegm and congestion. Dude, <coughs> it is allergy season. It was much Nevada. better when it was 50 degrees the other day. It was. It was yeah. cold. Uh-huh. It was brisk, and everything was cool, like in my nasal passages. <laughs> yep. Now it's back to being, uh, what are we, in the 70s, 80s? I don't know. Yep, it's hot. sound like a couple of fucking old men. This is the Aches and Pains podcast, if you're just tuning in. Welcome to the Phlegmcast. My name is Terry. <laughs> 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 it's disgusting, man. This is what happens when you live in a state... That is widely populated by sagebrush. Mm-hmm. It just gets in the air, it pollinates, and then it goes right into your, your nose holes. Yeah. And then you <clears> just uh, cough and wheeze and gag like a drunken porno star. And if it's not sagebrush, it's just a giant dust bowl. That's what it is. <clears> it's <throat> gross. So it's one or the other or both. It's gross. I hate it, but uh, I've come to understand that this is the time of year where this happens, my friend. Uh, this is your last year here. Bon voyage, Jason Harrell. You're headed should to. Be. Yeah, then I'll head to a place where, you know, there's millions of trees with different types of pollen. Of course, you're going to be yeah. miserable. Oh, That's why sure. we love you. You're the miserable guy. <laughs> I am the miserable guy. <laughs> we love that about I you. I do misery better than anybody it's you best, know. It's the best thing ever, man. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Uh, I have a question for you, sir. <clears throat> Did you leave a uh, perfectly good and uh, still in the packaging set of pots and pans on my doorstep? We don't cook. Okay. So, no. Although, actually, I guess for people that don't cook, I would be the obvious choice. Right. To like, what am I going to do with pots and pans? Give clearly, give it to me. Maybe he'll cook for us. No, me and my wife will fight with him. <laughs> we'll fend each other off. Uh, somebody left a perfectly good set of pots and pans. Like brand new in the Brand box? new. They're still in the packaging. Hmm. Uh, on my doorstep Saturday night. I don't know who did it. Uh, we've called all the local friends and relatives and nobody's copping to it. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm scared to take them out of the packaging because I feel like once I do, somebody's going to knock on my door and be like, oh, sorry, I put those pants here. They were meant for the next door guy. So. Panta Claus? Uh, sure. Or maybe the, uh. Panther bunny? The cooklery bunny? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Cooklery, that's a word. (laughs) I don't know, man. It was weird, dude. We came home. It was like uh, 1230 at night. We all went out and had a great time. And uh, me and the wife get home, and there's a bunch of pots and pans on the front door. 
Worst things have happened. It's true. I'm just scared to use them. Yeah. I think it's maybe coated in arsenic. Something. Yes. So they are still in the original packaging okay. sitting on my entryway landing because <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. So not in like a, an Amazon box or anything no. like that. Just no. like a box of pots and pans. They, they have the labels still on them. They're still yeah. wrapped in, in plastic. Oh, wow. So I don't know where the fuck these came from, man. Very interesting. I'm scared. I'm a scared. Yeah, that's if weird. If somebody is trying to woo me uh, to get into my pants. There's better ways. Much better. Hey, it's not hard. <laughs> it is not One hard. One hand job. Really. All, re- all you got to do is wink at me, and I'm pretty much yours for the night. All right, you fucker. We got uh, horror stuff to get into here. We got listener mail, horror news, all the usual stuff. It's October time, Jason. It Carol. is. Boy, is it ever. We got to get into some horror movies. Why don't we kick things off with a little horror news, if we could. Horror news. What you got, Daddy? Well, the uh, is that Jason? Is that fan Jason movie Into the Woods? Is that what that's called? It's called Never Hike Alone. Oh, Never Hike. Fuck. What am I thinking? I have no Uh, idea. So there's a part three, and um, I don't know when it's supposed to be released, but uh, some guys have. Seen sneak peeks of it. Got, okay. got an early bird chance to watch it. Okay. And uh, are saying it's the best one. Okay. So uh, Have you seen the other two? I saw half of the first one, never saw any of the second one. Startlingly good, yeah, I would say. Yes. That's what I've always heard. Just, it's just one of those things I always forget about that kind of exists. You got to do it. I think the first one is still on YouTube. You could, I think there is like a Blu-ray box set you can get with the both. The fuck is Into the Woods? Ain't that like that... Chick flick guy. Uh, there is a movie called yeah. Into the Woods. It sounds dumb as shit. Okay, yeah. Definitely <laughs> uh, definitely a different movie. Yeah, probably something about a killer bear or something. I don't know. Yeah, so obvious, obviously it's uh, slated for release pretty damn soon. I implore you to check out Never Hike Alone. Yeah, if I remember, I absolutely will. Uh, it's, it, it is uh, pretty good. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Right on? That's it. Okay. Speaking of franchises and things happening with them, uh, Miramax has purchased the rights to the Halloween franchise for television purposes, Mr. Harrell. Very weird. Um, I feel like that is going... I feel... Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, here's the thing. I like me... I, I see a disclaimer coming. I like me some Michael Myers, mm-hmm. but we have all got a bad taste of Michael Myers <clears throat> on our palates right now. And if you're going to do something... I'm going to say give it at least five years. Don't fuck around with it. Because if you put something out right now, we're all going to give you a collective middle finger and be like, Halloween kills, get the fuck out of here. Or Halloween ends, get, eat my ass. I assume this just has to be one like episodic story. There's sure. no way you could each week have a fresh, new, exciting adventure of Michael Myers. Okay, so if I were going to do a Michael Myers, a Halloween... Um, Series And I needed one full season, which is probably, I don't know, at least eight to ten episodes. I would focus, if this were me writing it, I would focus on the time between um, Halloween 2 and Halloween 4. Give me, give me an institutionalized Michael Myers where he's still um, somewhat cognizant, uh, highly medicated, sure. Let him get fucked with. Let him kill a couple inmates, a couple orderlies. 
Uh, maybe bring Judith Myers into the fold or, you know, some other Myers. Cl- uh, bridge the gap between uh, the Carpenter Halloweens and the um, Halloween 4 and 5. But he's already like a silent mute, by, you know, like a just a murderous mute by that point. Theoretically, yes. So, <clears throat> I, yeah, well, see, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. So really what you want is like, uh, okay, so I would just stay in the institutional years, which would be like, uh, before the 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 or after the first snippet in uh, the original Halloween in the time he escapes, so I guess that's what I would go with. I, you know, it kind of Rob Zombie esque because Rob Zombie kind of touched on that a little bit. With yeah, his I like what he did. Sure. Um, if you were branching back, like out of that and <clears throat> back with the like the original story. Then what are you going to get? You're going to get a young Michael Myers, right? And you're going to be telling the story of him basically staying quiet, right, through his uh, adolescence in a mental institution. I think so, but I mean, boy, that sounds gripping. <laughs> Here's a mannequin. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. He's very scary. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I just I feel like uh, we, we basically you need to pre- pretend that the last three never happened. All right, because. Everybody's really pissed off at those right now. So I don't. Uh, if you could, find, I don't know how you could tell one story across that many episodes, though. Oh, easily. Oh, give me a uh, give me a cheating nurse who's cheating on her husband. Give me a uh, uh, I don't know a fucking uh, orderly that's addicted to uh, Paxil or something. I don't know. <laughs> we we can put all kinds of fun little subplots. In well, there, I'm draw sure this they'll find a great way to do it. Well, I mean, we're getting a Pamela Voorhees uh, uh, TV show, so if they can do that, then they can do anything, man. I don't know, dude. Uh, do you want to purchase? I know you do, <laughs> but you don't have the funds for it. Do you want to purchase the original Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Freddy Glove that was screen used, sir? What's that going to be, Forty grand? Oh, you're low. You're low. It's up for auction right now. Yeah. What do you uh, think? Go higher. Give me a... What do so you, part one? Yes. Robert England, Letter of I Authenticity. Mean, 80? You're still low. That's fucking retarded. The bidding starts at $100,000. Oh, fuck that. Yes. Uh, I went to school with a kid in uh, <clears throat> high school who made great replicas. Yeah? Good enough for me. Nice. Yeah, and just to tell you what better times we lived in, he brought it to school. Now, now, this was sharpened blade glove. That a boy. <laughs> I love that. And he probably went home with it, too, at the end of the oh, day, yeah. right? They didn't confiscate the teacher it. teacher didn't take it from no, him. No, hell no. Hey, put that away. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pass on the $100,000 okay. glove. I, if I was some kind of a multimillionaire, I would totally, excuse me, get in on this out. The most auction. I've ever seriously considered dropping on a prop. And and it's not that I have any special love for the movie, but uh, the prop was just so cool. It was <clears throat> the it's like a lunchbox from one of the Resident Evil movies, and it has like this slide out compartment that had like the T virus vial oh, in it. Yeah, yeah. And it was you could purchase it for eight grand. Not wow, Jesus. And I gave it very serious consideration. Wow. Um. It was just a very, very cool part. It sounds very cool. Um, if that wasn't such a shit franchise, <laughs> really, I, well, all right, I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. Uh, I almost bought one. I uh, 
I did a little research and I found this guy that was selling props. He's some kind of a Hollywood insider. Uh, he was like a hangers-on for like the first five or seven uh, seasons of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what do, you, what, what do you got there, hot dog? What do you, give, me, <laughs> give, me, give me something here. Yeah. Uh, he, w- he put up for auction a couple of the uh, syringes used by Hypodermic Sally nice. in uh, Hotel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll give you, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 40 bucks. <laughs> he just laughed at me, and that was the end of my experience. Lion, Lionsgate actually auctioned off tons of the Saul stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Through, just through eBay. And they had uh, the, the fake needles from the needle pit. Nice. They had like inordinate amounts yeah, of Yeah, I was going to say yeah. about 800 of them. Like, ooh, I recognize that needle. <laughs> I, did just, I did just get Sarah... Um, a set of fangs used from True Blood. Oh wow! Uh, but by a lesser background vampire. Well, you know. <laughs> it's a True Blood vampire. Can so, you identify which vampire it was in the sh- in the show? I'm not sure. Ah hell! I'm not sure. I mean, <laughs> like they, the place I got it from identified them, but I don't know okay. if you can actually. Watch I'm sure sh- it was you know nameless vampire number seven. Watch the show. Pick a random vampire. <laughs> That's him. Like, there it is. <laughs> Are you ready for zombie plane? You bet I Zombies am. on an airplane. <laughs> Who St- led all these motherfucking zombies, zombies on, on a motherfucking, motherfucking plane? plane? Starring Chuck Norris. Whoa. So, as, as himself. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. And Vanilla Ice. <laughs> I just ejaculated. <laughs> it was only a few months ago I watched uh, Coolest Cool as Ice. Ice. Yo, girl, you need to ditch the zero <laughs> and get with the hero. Drop and get with the hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming out in February. Get ready for that. Nice. Zombie plane, baby. Uh, Shutter is already teasing another VHS. This one is going to be very sci-fi heavy, hmm. they say. Okay. Uh, teasers went up at Comic-Con New York. Lastly, when was the last time we heard from Diablo Cody? Jennifer's body. Uh, she did that... Uh, what do you call that uh, show on Showtime where Tony Collette had multiple personalities? United know. States of Terra, oh, I think it was I called. Never watched that. It wasn't bad. Uh, Juno is all right. It's funny. It's okay. I thought it was funny. Um, Jennifer's body's great. Yeah, Lisa Frankenstein. All right. Horror comedy from Diablo Cody is going to release also in February. Okay. So let's look for that. I was impressed with Jennifer's body, just for the horror, the horror elements. Yeah, no, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, and uh, you know, anytime Megan Fox, circa her and her toe thumbs. She does not have toe thumbs. She has toe thumbs. She does not have toe thumbs. Those are are Photoshop pictures. Nope. And I will not stand for any besmirching of a 2009 Megan Fox. I'm just saying, she's got mutant hands. Ah. That's all we got on the horror news, Daddy O. If she were to wrap her hand around your wee little penis. Giving you a handy. How did You'd you know look, I had a wee you would look da- <laughs> You would look down, see that thumb, and I just don't think you could finish. Uh, oh, I could finish. I'm the, I'm the Iron Man of beating <laughs> You off. are the Iron Man, before but I don't we, know. Okay, before we get into listener mail, I have to tell you something, my friend. Uh, I couldn't sleep the other night, so I just started channel surfing. It was like 11 o'clock at night. Uh, I didn't go to sleep until I didn't go to sleep until like uh, ten o'clock the next night. Okay. Because I found this stupid fucking show on HBO Max. It's called Naked Attraction. Have you heard of it? No. It is a nude dating game. 
Whenever you are feeling insecure about your junk, mm-hmm. watch Naked Attraction. There's a lot of weird peepees yeah. on that. Yes. <laughs> They're not blurring them out? Nope. They show them. They show the JJ lips, the, the boobs, the nipples, everything. You basically have to pick somebody to go out on a date with without talking to them. All you get to see is their genitalia. Oh. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I feel now that I'm probably above average for a Caucasian. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is the weirdest thing they I've ever seen. They call me Quinoa Cock. <laughs> You are Filipino by proxy, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fucker, here comes some listener mail. Listener mail. Hey, before you continue. Yeah. uh, Now that... I'm done with my lucrative career. I, I There's certain parts of it that I can discuss without fear of being terminated. Okay. Uh, I have seen in prison so many penises over the course of my career. Uh, I get All that. of the strip outs. That a boy. And uh, like stripping out entire housing units mm-hmm. of inmates and uh, like they used to house, we used to house them in the gymnasium because it was so overflowed. Uh, at that time, uh-huh. before California started kicking everybody out. Yeah. Uh, and that housed 120 inmates per gymnasium. Holy cow. So if there was a fight, we had to drag them all out, strip them all out. So 120 swinging dicks. Swinging dicks. Blowing in the breeze. Nuts and butts <laughs> as far as the eyes could see. So I have seen many a weird, crooked, elongated, <laughs> twisted cock. Okay. I get that. Um, I want. I would like you to have that conversation with my son at some point. Yeah, he's gonna start fucking around and he's gonna get in trouble and be like, "Hey, Uncle Jason's coming over here to tell you about how many cocks he's seen in his day." <laughs> Is that what you want? Keep fucking around. You're gonna end up with uh, in a swinging dick forest. Oddly enough, they all tasted the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh yuck! You went there. I didn't. All right, homeboy. Well, we don't have any uh, emails. How about a few voicemails, hot dogger? How about it? All right, Jason. Let's start things off in beautiful downtown Anderson, Indiana. All right. Here comes Coop Nukem. What's up, Darian? Jason, if you're there. Buddy, maybe if you're there. Eh. Anyway, calling to give you the uh, my three on a meat hook. Okay. And I have number three. Uh, Tim, I know you're probably listening, and I know uh, I watched this because of your recommendation, and we discussed this as far as a remake, 2009 Night of the Demons. Uh, Wing and a miss. I felt like it was uh, just didn't capture what the original had whatsoever. Now, and I think Tim had his. booby goggles on when he uh, gave it a higher score so there are some nice <laughs> anyway, in that one. that's my number three okay. number two the remake of dark shadows they had oh. johnny depp in it I wasn't uh, mad I at just, that. that was boring as hell it's a kid's movie um and then for number one for hated remakes yeah. i'm putting down that new jeepers creepers that I thing was that a one. pile of trash that is and garbage. i was pissed i even watched it Anyway, hope you guys are doing great. Have a good night. I think I think Sarah may have 
mentioned that one. Jeepers Creepers? But I, I said I consider it more of a sequel than, I, than I a remake. I don't know that it is a remake in any way, shape, or form. Because I think at one point in the movie, weren't, weren't the events of... Uh, Fucked if I know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to try to... <laughs> I didn't commit it to memory. No, I'm not going to speak with any kind of an education on that horse shit. Right on, Coop. Thanks for calling in, big dog. Uh, let's get down to the funky old south. Here comes our main man in Alabama. It's Alan. Alan. Padded room. What's, What's up, up, Alan? Mr. Gary in York, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You got me. All right. Most hated remake. Mm. Um, fuck, man. I really hated uh, the oh. remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really? That movie fucking pissed me off. Why? Um... Any of the Day of the Dead remakes. Oh, those, those are garbage. Shit. Yeah. And I'd say any of the Night of the Dead remakes, reimagining whatever, besides the one Tom Savini did, all the other say. ones that made me want to like, punch a fucking baby. They were so <laughs> shitty. Um, let's see. I watched, let's see, what have I watched? I watched Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. I liked it. Not bad. Then I went and watched the original Pet Cemetery. That's a good That's one. one. of my favorites. Yeah. Um, 1031 Part 3. That movie was the drizzling fucking shit. It's like, <laughs> what the actual fuck were y'all on when y'all green with uh, this one? And I love the first two. That was very disappointing. I haven't seen the second Anyway, I hope all is well. Uh, hope y'all have a good, I think, Halloween is next week or week after next? I don't know, but have a good Halloween. Uh, talk to y'all later. Bye. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween there, Alan. Thanks for calling in, the big guy. The 2003 Texas Chainsaw? I liked it. Oh, I, I love it. It's pretty good, yeah. Maybe, maybe it means one of the other ones. I'm I don't sure. think there are any other. Oh, maybe the prequel, Texas Chainsaw Beginning. Yeah, maybe. That one was a little iffy. All right, thanks for calling in, Alan. Let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey yo, hey yo. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> hey yo, padded room. How's my favorite degenerate this week? What's up, Tom Good. Hardy? I do hope everyone is doing well today. I wanted to get in real quick. Uh, yeah, I, think I got you on the educating, Mr. Brock. What do you uh, think? That's the chainsaw too. You got me. Don't even tell me because I know I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. making them easy hey, this uh, month. On the meat hook, you got the. Uh, the worst remake. Yeah. The worst fucking remake, man. And uh, I'm going to give you number three here. Okay. So uh, I might, I may need to give it another watch. Too many people have been saying to give it another try. Okay. It, but the uh, Elm Street remake, man, that thing really pissed me off. All and right. It's not because all oh, Robert Englund's in it, not in it, or what have you. Well, what it's didn't just, you like about there's it? There's way worse. I just movies. hated how they tried to make fucking. Huh. Kruger be like sympathetic. They tried to, well, maybe he's not. And they, just that whole fucking angle. I just, think they, I don't know, they nailed it home oh, with we the end, kids. Maybe, we, maybe he didn't do it. I don't know. That shit just fucking bugged the fuck out of me. All right. Um, yeah. So, number two, uh, Halloween 2, The Rob Zombie. I mean, that's a remake of Halloween 2, right? Not... And that's a piece of shit. Okay. Fuck that. <laughs> I wouldn't... Man, that's okay. going nowhere. And then the absolute worst fucking remake... What do you think? And you can actually take off my other two and okay. just call this all three of them. <laughs> that bad. Was the fucking Suspiria remake. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. was that piece of shit, man? That was a little wild. Uh, it's, it's so fucking lame. I mean, hey... 
the original Suspiria had uh, these bright, vibrant colors. Okay, well, we'll do Let's the opposite of that. Yeah. Hey, the original Suspiria had this unique... Okay, we'll do the fucking opposite. That was the whole point of it, was we're going to do the opposite of that. It's a bad idea. we're create what could have been an interesting fucking story, but we'll make it all convoluted and fucked up, and it'll be just... A giant mess of a piece of fucking shit, man. <laughs> I don't know. If you haven't seen the Suspiria remake, don't, I did. don't fucking bother. I saw the all thing three is like hours. Over two hours fucking long. Three. Go watch the original, enjoy it, and fuck that piece of shit. I agree. Um, oh, hey, you guys were talking about uh, hmm. uh, preferring Wes Craven to John Carpenter. Yeah. And how you said, well, you know, Wes Craven really didn't have that many misses. Oh, yeah, Man, so. are you fucking forgetting about that My Soul to Take flick? It's the Ward the is pretty bad, too. I love Wes Craven, but that was the fucking... The Ward was John shit. Carpenter. Oh, you remember the yeah. main character? His fucking name was Bug. Yeah, it was Bug. His fucking name was Bug. He's a bug. And we're going to say, oh, <laughs> fucking good flick. Get I didn't say it was a good flick. fucking fucked up on that Okay, one. calm down. Anyway, oh, on the, um, what are you looking at department? Got to catch, uh, I don't know why. Totally not a fucking horror, uh, Halloween movie. Okay. But for some reason... GP'd, of course. Did you see My Soul to Take? Wes Craven. I think it was that was the last movie. I gotta look it up. Died. Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought he did The Ward. No, that was John Carpenter. My Soul to Take. And The Ward 2010. was not very good either. Uh, I don't have it marked. But that isn't, you know, to say I didn't see it, forgot to it, mark it. it. It just bleeds Wes Craven. It's, it's him, to my opinion, it was him trying to get back into his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. High school, slasher, weird supernatural element kind of coming in. In the end, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's got Michonne in it from uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, no, uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good, but it's not like infuriatingly bad i wouldn't say it's fine i'd probably prefer it over a lot of stuff i i I agree i'll take it over a lot of things uh gp or uh tom hardy called back g motherfucking p yeah you did hell yeah all right i'm sorry about that i was just mentioning for the uh what are you looking at department i got to catch uh the original psycho again okay Uh, i don't know why but uh for some reason that flick always reminds me of halloween sure it's not a halloween flick got nothing to do with halloween it doesn't Uh, have to just somehow that shit got tied to halloween for me that's fine eh, well there you go okay um Speaking of that, man, on the Psycho remake. The Vincent? You know the reason that one doesn't piss me off so much? Huh. is just because it's a straight fucking money grab. You think so? It's quite obvious that's all it is, is a straight fucking money grab. Okay. The exact, same, the exact same dialogue, the exact same setup, the exact same shot for blocking shot. And, and, and tracking of the camera. Uh-huh. It, it's just, it was like a masturbation caught on film. You know, but they tried okay. to sell it as a fucking, as a movie. Okay. And for some reason, that doesn't piss me off so much that they didn't fuck it up. You know, they just fucking sure. basically is a money grab. They were very blunt and obvious about it. So, I don't know, for some reason, I'm not as, as frustrated about that. Okay. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Bye-bye. Uh... I was never that furious at the Psycho remake. I mean, I think if you're 
committing <clears throat> committing that much to a one for one, aside from color yeah. polarization. Um, to me, it's more of I would like to think that the purpose is because you're a fan, yeah, and you want to bring it to a broader, newer, fresher audience, and you think the colorization can add a little something to it and, sure. and expand that uh, audience. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I now maybe he was just curious if he could pull it off, but I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough crazy cinematography in there to really, you know, not be able to reproduce it. Right. But I mean, all he did was kind of steal Alfred Hitchcock's cinematography, sure. which yeah. is fine. I think, I think what happened and I'm probably way off base here. He, uh, he realized at a certain point he was in over his head. You cannot fuck with psycho. That is Hollywood, not just horror royalty, but Hollywood royalty. Only place to go from there is down. So at best, you can just kind of colorize it, put some new actors in there, maybe get a little bit better of a performance, and hope for the best, really. Did it pay off? Probably not. It's widely panned as one of the worst remakes ever, Probably maybe even one of the worst films ever. But uh, isn't that something to say that it can be basically the exact same movie, but you can get a completely different rating? Totally. Yeah. So very, totally. very. It's a very interesting case subject. Oh, totally. If nothing else, it's like a psychological study in a weird way. Psychological. Psychological. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> hey now. All right, my man. That's all we got. You got anything for Coop Newcomb, uh, uh, Tom Hardy, or Alan? Love y'all. Love you guys. Let's talk about some movies, Jason. Let's do. All right, Jason. It's October bloodlust time, buddy. Mm-hmm. We're both doing 31 for 31. I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 movies in Nice. since the last time we talked. Yeah, I saw you've been picking up some steam. I'm trying. I'm up to uh, 20. I'm trying to put a cap on this thing long before Halloween. Uh, I started last time. Why don't you start this time? I got in 13 throughout the week. That a boy? Um, most of which is not part of our 31 for 31, but okay. still blasted through a lot of movies 2003's dead end mm. ray weiss yep i think lynn shay right yes uh a silly very whiny lynn shay. oh yeah well yeah uh silly fucking movie yeah <laughs> pretty dumb actually yeah it wasn't wasn't very good um, and, it, and it just seems to drag on the exact same thing yeah for 90% of the I mean they're fucking driving. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and occasionally somebody dies and disappears, gets, you know, shuffled off in a a, tr- a car. Yeah. Uh wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. So, eh. Uh I've seen it and I remember there's a part where the younger son goes off to beat off in the woods. Yeah. And that was when I checked out. Now, I'm fine yeah, with that's like 15 minutes in. I'm fine with beating off in the woods, yeah. but he goes full on, takes the du- the n- nudie mag with him yeah. and like pins it up on a tree yeah, with a piece of gum. <laughs> At least it was bubble gum, not bubble gum. Hey, it was going to be bubble gum. <laughs> he did not yeah, get to finish. I, I like the the little twisty ending there at the end. Yeah. Um but it's a long movie. For that little payoff, it is a lot of uh, family yelling at each other in the car. It's so much yelling. Yeah, yeah, just total dysfunction. Yeah, not a fan of. Well, it's fine. I'm not mad at it, but 
It, it felt very sci-fi original to me. I still give it a five. That's fine. I'm into it. So. How about The Majorettes? Jason, have you have seen it? I've not seen it. Saw you watched it. Uh, it's it's pretty good. It's written by the same guys that wrote the original Night of the Living Dead. Okay. John Russo. Uh, cameo appearances by John Russo, Russell Steiner. This one is actually directed by Bill Hinsman. Um, it's, it starts off as your typical high school slasher from 1986. Uh, the, uh, the majorettes, the cheerleaders, are being murdered one by one. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it goes into a very Quentin Tino turn where suddenly there's like a financial scheme involved and a gang of thugs oh, is boy. trying to cover <laughs> up a crime and this so you're po- trying to smarten up something that don't need smart oh we got to smarten it up here jason <laughs> we got uh, the local football uh stud stumbles onto the crime so he's going to tell the cops so they're trying to kill him to keep him from telling the cops it goes fu- like oh, all that just is like the last 18 minutes of the movie though up until then it's just uh, a slasher bumping off the, the majorettes. Doesn't sound great. Um, it's interesting. Plenty mm-hmm. of nudity in there. You can tell it's a Bill Hinsman movie. Cause, Did you see that on Shudder? Uh, no. Tubi. It was oh, okay. on Tubi, actually. I might have to pick that one up on Blu-ray. Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's got some, uh, some fun stuff going on. All right. <laughs> What's next, dude? Oh, man. A rewatch of a movie I haven't seen since it premiered in theaters. Warlock. Wow. From 1989. Wow. Uh, you know, I got to say, it holds up. Yeah? I think like so? It. Yeah. It launched a franchise, didn't it? Isn't it like three yeah, or four of those? Yeah, there was at least three of those. Uh, Julian Sands. Mm-hmm. That guy was just a pussy magnet with his long <laughs> ponytail. Oh, yeah. And his scowling and his accent. <laughs> wow. Um that's not a bad show. Yeah, I liked uh, it. aside from some shitty uh, special effects, yeah. they had Laurie Singer in there too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, pretty good movie. I saw that in theater um, when it premiered. Uh, very long story to go along with oh, it, yeah. involving me getting set up on a blind date, oh, getting no. in a little bit of a car wreck on the way there. Wow! Uh, then coming to, come to find out, uh, my buddy. His girlfriend, who was younger than him, had had arranged this little setup with her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So my, me and my buddy were seventeen. His girlfriend was fifteen. Oh boy! Come to find out, her girlfriend was 12. thirteen. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're learning a lot about you tonight, yeah, Jason. Oh boy! Well, thank goodness that didn't go anywhere. But yeah, like Christ. twenty minutes into the movie, though, like, and it explains a lot that she was only thirteen because. Like, 20 minutes in, she's ready to fucking bounce. She's basically terrified. Wow. Well, she's... 13, yeah. Adolescent. Yeah, I don't know how you even got her into the movie. (laughs) Anyway, um, I still enjoyed it, though. It's a pretty good flick. Yeah, it is. It's a a pretty good show. I don't know that I've caught up with the whole... I never watched the sequels. I think there was one that involved, like, a barbarian time traveler that got sent back to kill the warlock or something. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen those ones. Hey, how about the WNUF Halloween special, my friend? Good stuff. That is a gem. (laughs) Uh, It is so classically 80s. Like, everything down to the tracking that gets fucked up. Uh, It's like you're watching a VHS tape that somebody record ripped off of uh, network news. And you get like, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes of the local news, which is just a bunch of dumb shit. And then from there, you get a bunch of uh, 
80s style advertising, mm-hmm. which I fucking miss, man. Yeah. The pizzeria with the uh, video arcade and the, the $1.99 pitchers of beer. Dude. And just the dry snarkiness of Frank. Oh, Frank is a gem. Oh, Frank is the best. <laughs> Frank is filling out job applications as he's filming this. <laughs> Oh, that's a good. Flick. That is a good one. I can't. I can't do a Halloween without the WNUF Halloween special. Yeah, that's good shit. What's next, dude? Uh, we wrapped up our Paranormal Activity uh, trilogy uh, with Part Three. Okay. Always one of our favorites. Uh, that's such a damn good movie. I agree. Uh, nothing more to be said. I've you know said it time and time again. Would you say it's your favorite out of the uh, the franchise? It's probably my favorite. Mine too. I yeah. would agree. Yeah, I think it because. It really fleshes out a lot more story than mm. one and two. Yeah, absolutely. And that sequence with the rotary fan. Really? Yeah. Hey, that's some old school genius. It is. <laughs> and it really is creepy as shit. Just the way, because we've all had one of those fans. Mm-hmm. And we know how the camera is just... Mm-hmm. I realize nobody knows what the hell I'm doing right now. But <laughs> you, know, you know, just back and forth in the slow, methodic hey, I'm motion. I'm telling you, we need a visual element. I know, there. I know, you're right. Uh, right on. That's good stuff. How about scary stories to tell in the dark? Guillermo, Guillermo, Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro. Uh, this one like breathes Halloween. Today. Yeah, it does. You know. Yeah, the uh, stories aren't as strong as what I would like, but uh, it's still a good flick overall. Did you ever read the books as a kid? Literacy? No. No, of course not. You looked at the pictures though. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great. It's got a very Stephen King kind of vibe. The '60s. Uh, there's like a, a light dusting of social political messaging in there, nothing too heavy. Um, if you read the books, you'll know a lot of these stories and where they came from. You'll recognize a lot of the special effects and the characters in them. Um, yeah, it just uh, the cornfield, the scarecrow, uh, the toe soup thing, which is gross. Uh, the big fat lady that absorbs people. Yeah. It's uh, it's something. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it, especially this time of year. It's perfect. It is. Yeah, buddy. Uh, let's scare Jessica to death. Mm. So we will get into we that will one get into a that. little bit more. I brought my boxing gloves. <laughs> You're next. Uh, the Exorcist, Believer. We all went to the movie theater and saw We it. did. Now, I don't want to ruin this for anybody, especially if there's any fans out there. But judging by what I've seen online, there aren't many. No. Uh, And for good reason. Um, This feels very... It felt very much to me like an exorcism movie that was made and put in the can. And at the last second, the the studio said, hey, let's make it an exorcist movie. Shove Ellen Burstyn and uh, Linda Blair in there somehow. Make that work, and then we'll call it Exorcist Believer. That's the vibe I got. What is, is that? What you got? Kind of. Yeah, I guess Ellen Burst Burst Burns Burstyn Burstyn. I guess she turned it down after reading the script like three, four times. Okay. They just kept, had to keep increasing. This is what's been said from numerous sources that they just had to keep increasing the amount, and then they basically all but doubled that. Uh, with the caveat that it went towards some kind of college thing that she, like, supports. Okay. So, uh, you know, enough money got her in there. Sure. But it, it 100% feels like your standard, mediocre, possession blase-faire uh, possession flick. Yeah. That we get so many of. Oh, yeah. Run-of-the-mill shit. Yeah. But the fact that you're tacking it 
tacking on uh, the original Exorcist in any kind of way and then not coming through, like fleshing that out. Yeah. I mean, you have to assume either you're very poor at tying that in, you're very bad, and I can believe that based upon <laughs> who fucking wrote it, um, or you're basically just leaving us hanging for the supposed part two and Next three. Next installment, sure. Because there's supposed to be a trilogy. Um, I don't think there will be. I don't think with the money that it's making. What? Well, I just don't think that. I don't. I don't think it's going to do it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have brought my score on this movie because I've actually like given this movie a lot of a lot more consideration since we saw it the other night. And I've come down like a full point and a half. I, it's getting I, worse for you. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's horrifically stupid. Okay. Um, it's borderline offensive in how dumb some of the writing is. <laughs> uh I mean, I can't say too much without spoiling it. No. But um, at the same time, I'd, I'd love to. The, uh, I just, I, I think it's so dumb. It's bad. It's bad. The thing that pissed me off the most, and I'm going to be honest with you, I slept through a good chunk of the movie. <laughs> I did. I didn't mean to. Duh, our friend Dusty kept like nudging me and waking me up because I think I was snoring. But... Um, the part that really pissed me off the most is that we never got an explanation. They go, and when they come back, they they've got it. Yeah, it's never what, where what. what I, I assume I because they were trying to channel the mother. Okay, but still, um, we, and since they didn't have that scarf, they didn't have. She didn't have the channel direct connection or, yeah. with the mother so basically opened herself up to a rogue demonic entity you should have wrote the movie because that's better than you that. know what i could have fucking done better i bet you could and have the fact that in the original the fact that that mother went through what she did and she was a skeptic to begin with yeah um but she saw that for the sake of her daughter that r- r- Catholicism that the Catholic priests could actually do what science was failing to do. Right. She witnessed, you know, even though she wasn't in the room, she witnessed that her daughter became better. Yeah. She would have to chalk that up to the priest. Sure. And then in this movie, to just abandon that, I mean, she completely abandoned Whoa. that and said, oh, well, all happy and Inclusion. good people, happy in- and good people, yeah. and religions, Inclusion. and kumbayas Everybody. out there. Are capable of doing the yeah. same. Yeah, is that who fucking rescued your daughter? Oh God! So they they shat on everything. They they shat on so much of the the original. Like they abandoned so much. Like if and you're directly making this a sequel. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, why is she there? Why is Linda Blair there? Why is the name Reagan being dropped so many fucking yep. times? I, is, yeah. is it Pazuzu? I don't know. We don't know. We never got any answers about She says, any. oh, we've met before. Have you? There's Not, nothing eh, to... There was only one of you last time, so it, there's that. There's I don't, nothing to say this is the same demon. Yeah, no. It's, it's stupid. Uh, it's it's stupid. It felt very much to me... Uh, like, like Even once we get into uh, possession territory, we're already 45 minutes into the fucking movie. Up to, up to that point, yeah. it's an episode of Law and Order. And then, what's that fucking guy's name? David something huh. Green? 
Uh, Danny writer, McBride? No, the other, the director slash other writer. Oh, something, something green. Stand by. Okay, so um, same fucking retard that did uh, Halloween Ends, right? And uh, Halloween Kills, also I believe. So, so in that movie, you had you know the town, you know, not tonight, uh, not Evil in our town. Tonight. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. Well, basically, in this saint, in this Exorcist movie. You had the same fucking thing. You had a little group of chuckleheads, <laughs> all you know, with this one common goal, and they all but started chanting "Evil dies tonight." Yeah, whatever. David Gordon Green. There we go. This but, guy uh, needs to be the same way that they started a, a campaign to get U Bowl to never make another movie. Yeah. They need to do the same thing with this fucking guy. I think I could take this guy in a fight. <laughs> U-Bull, he'll probably knock me on my ass. <laughs> anyway. It's, uh, it's, uh, I don't want to ruin it. I, I've yet to hear a single good review for this movie. I'll tell you this. Huh. I canceled my fucking Steelbook order. Oh, did you? Yeah. Wow. If that tells you anything. Okay, yeah. He's serious, folks. Yes. He is, he's not fucking around. <laughs> right on. Right. What's next? Big my guy? next movie. I am Zozo. That a boy. You have talked about this movie for a very long time. You've seen it before. You watched ne- it before. I've never seen it before. Oh, okay. No. You've talked about it. All right. What do you think? I tried to watch it once. Okay. I got maybe 15 minutes into it and I bounced. Okay. I watched the whole thing this time. What do you think? I will say my overall score is not very high, but I can't shit on it. Okay. By any stretch, it it has a really good um like a vibe of uh like folk horror. Sure, uh, the music in it's very good. Oh yeah, the acting's dog shit, well, but I, yeah. I can give that a pass. Okay, um, it had some good creepy moments. Mm-hmm. It just it fell off there at the end. The end is the end doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, but that's fine. Um, they shot that thing. I watched. I've done some deep dives on it. I see you got a copy of it sitting. Uh, there. It's right there. I put it on. I just can't get my fucking kids to leave me alone long enough to actually sit down and watch a goddamn thing. Um, they shot the whole thing on actual film, mm-hmm. so like the editing process for it was basically non-existent. They had to wait till the film was developed, yeah. and then piece it together by hand, old school. Um, the vibe of it is what I really dig. The, the, I guess the sense of foreboding in a weird way. They're alone on an island. Um, it's very, it's Halloween. They're all wearing these ridiculous costumes, seemingly for so no reason. <laughs> for no apparent reason. Uh, they're there to party. The, there's no power to their uh, island cabin or whatever it is. So they start fucking around with the Ouija board. And then naturally things go awry from there. But mm-hmm. like the... The, the island itself, um, the just the vibe and, like, the drab. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, you'd expect, like, some comic relief in this. And there is none. No. It's it's pretty much, uh, hands down, a horror movie from start to finish. It, it is very ensconced in gloom. Yes. Very gloomy. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, they got more than a few things Right. Yeah. Um, again, music is great. Yeah. Uh, it has a very folk kind of, you know, with the woods and the setting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very folk kind of 
vibe to it. That payoff at the end, though, it's just a little rough. Yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense. And that fucking magician guy. <laughs> <laughs> when is a amateur magician a good idea in a movie? <laughs> Next to never, I say. So I, I, I absolutely <clears throat> am not mad at it. That a boy, Jason. I love that about you. Uh, it's not good. It's low budget as shit. Uh, for some reason, I'm in love with this movie. Can't tell you why, other than just the the atmosphere and the vibe of it, I think, more than anything, if that makes any sense. How about Lords of Salem, 2012? That's on my Halloween hit list right there. Yeah. It's got a very Halloween vibe to me. Uh, Salem, Fall, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, Naked in the first 38 seconds. Gotta love that. Uh, witches. Uh, dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. Uh, you you, it's a Rob Zombie movie, and you know that, uh, like from the visual aspect of it. Um, but what it's not is your typical Rob Zombie white trash trailer park extravaganza. Yeah, it's it, it definitely goes easy on the poor white trash screaming at one another vibe that you get from most of his movies. Every other Rob Zombie yeah. movie, pretty much. I <laughs> uh, like this one a lot. I know a lot of people don't care for it. That's fine. There's I, a lot I like about it, but the parts that I don't like are enough to overshadow the good. The montages? It's pretty montage heavy. A uh, lot of naked fucking weirdos. A lot of naked lot Meg of Foster. Odd. Nobody asked for naked Meg Foster no, ever. <laughs> even in her heyday. No. Um, just a lot of naked people who shouldn't be naked. A lot of weird midgety shit. Yep. Um. I think the part that irritates me the most, I've mentioned it to you before, is Mm. that we're supposed to buy into the fact that this record is worth playing on the air. It's not. No. Nobody's going to play that. That's not going to get any airtime. Well, if it's, uh, I mean, he set it up by it being like some uh, smash it or grab it or whatever it was. Like, is it good or is it bad part of their radio show? Uh, but didn't it, they play it more than once? Yes, yes. Well, no. Not only did they play it more than once, but they invited the band that left them there to come and play a live show, which is where the ending kind of pops off, and you get all the. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Uh I mean, if you're in the mood for a Rob Zombie movie, which is basically abstract art, then yes, by all means. To, did you ever watch Monsters? I started it. Okay. It felt very schlocky. It's terrible. It's very... It's so bad. I Like, even my kids lost interest. And I would put it on just for them. They're like, ah, it's, <laughs> it's <Katie."> bad. <laughs> right on. What's up, fella? Uh, let's see. Part of our 31 for 31, The Lost Boys. boy. Always a classic. Holds up, I think. Uh, Corey Feldman coming to the rescue. Corey Haim. And Corey Haim. Did you ever... You watched the sequels, right? Uh, up to a point. Okay. Yeah, like I saw that first, ooh, that first fucking Frog Brother sequel. They're all. They're I don't both think frog I watched brothers. anything off after that. They're both Frog Brother movies. I think one was called like Blood something. I'm sure. I'm not. <laughs> I got it over here somewhere. I, I'm sure of that. Terrible. It is. Uh, in the bonus features of the sequel, Corey Haim actually comes into the movie as Sam Emerson. Uh, there at the end. Um, yeah. Like walking out on like the shore or something? Uh, it's like uh, Edgar Frog the- like calls a meeting and he goes and sits in a dark parking lot. And in, it's like an alternate ending. Like one of them, he's like, I know you're out there. 
come on. Of course, I know you're out there. Come on out, you bloodsucker. And then um, Corey Haim comes out, and he's a vampire he's a vampire. Now. Yeah. So whatever that one was, that's what I saw. Okay, there's another one where uh, <clears throat> uh, Corey Haim and Edgar Frog, are, it's again, as Sam Emerson, are walking along the beach. And Sam is like, bro, he's coming. We got to get some steaks. We got to get some garlic. We got to get some blah, 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 blah. And he's like, he's my brother. I'll take care of it. And then you find out it's Alan Frog, who's now the vampire. Mm. And he's like a big vampire boss or something. And he's coming back. I'm seeing back a to, pattern. Yeah. Coming back to kick <laughs> We some need ass. a fresh idea. How about we turn somebody else? Is there any of the original cast still alive that we can shoehorn into this, please? <laughs> What's Laddie up to nowadays? I think he's selling cars in West Covina. I don't know, man. It's uh, I kind of, I kind of wish that Haim had stuck around to just flesh it, but kind of give us something, because those sequels were such dog shit, and nobody ever asked for a Frog Brothers movie. I don't think did we? Did anybody? I don't think we did. I want to know more about uh, the Lost. And the other problem I had with the sequels, I don't mean to go off on a rant here, is that. They were clearly trying way too hard to capture the cool kid element. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The original, like, nailed it home. 80s, trench coats, goth, lots of weird jewelry and hanging chains and lots shit like that. Lots of bedazzles. Lots of bedazzling going on. Uh, the, the, what was it, 2009, 2006, something like that? The sequel, it was like a lot of frosted tips. And that might have been cool uh, to somebody... But not us original fans. We don't want to see that shit. You know? Get the fuck out of here. All right, I have a rant over. Uh, my turn. Uh, the Legend of Hell House, 1973, Jason. Mm-hmm. Have you ever sat through this one? I can't swear that I have. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, good ghost movie. Um, as far as I know, other than perhaps The Haunting, this was probably one of, if not the first... Uh, paranormal research movies where they send the the group of scientists into the haunted house to mm-hmm. try to prove or disprove whatever, and of course they all get butchered and fucked with. And this one is very horny, though, which is why you watched it. Uh, of course, got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, English Roddy McDowell. Um, the house itself is really the selling point to me because it's it's very rose red esque. But still has a very claustrophobic feel to it. I don't want to see Roddy McDowell get horny. Uh, he doesn't. He's he's like the 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 non horny one. Yeah, he's like the uh, the prude of the group. Okay, put your shirt on. What are you doing? <laughs> chip chip. <laughs> I say the decency. Uh, this is just it's it's not the best movie ever. I understand that. It's not the best haunted house movie ever. I understand that also. But it's it's been like a Halloween tradition of mine. Mm-hmm. I always put it on about this time. And if I get depressed, I'll put it on. Yeah. Cheers me up for some reason. Cause hey. Because it's, it's horny. It is horny. And uh, English people being horny is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so proper. <laughs> it is. Uh, what's next there, fella? Uh, next draw out of our uh, bucket 031 for 31 was Trick or Treat. That Trick a- or Treat 2007. Okay. Good stuff. Our favorite. I'm not going to argue with you. You call it an anthology if you want to. I will. Okay. What's your favorite uh, anthology segment in that one? Mm. I got to go vamp- or uh, werewolf checks, dude. That's some good were- werewolf God stuff. God, Lord. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess I got to go with the werewolves. Uh, the 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 Brian Cox home invasion was pretty good too. Yeah, boy, did Sam fuck him up. Yeah, uh, it's it's a fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fun throughout. Oh yeah. Um, I I, I just like the tie in to Brian Cox being the bus driver, and that's just it's just great, man. And it brought us Sam. Yeah. And uh, I, this thing was on nobody's radar for so long. Nope. Didn't and even then, get a theatrical release, I don't think. I don't think it, it did. It might have, but I don't But man, did it. it it just caught fire and it just took over horror. It did. And it's a staple now. And it's what? Uh almost twenty years old. Mm-hmm. And we still He's don't still have, talking about a sequel. We are. We still <laughs> we have yet to get a sequel. Every now and then he'll pop up in like a short film where there's like kids waiting at a bus stop and then they're all in his bag and then that's that's it. Yeah, we just got a two two and a half foot little replica of sam oh nice that we've got at the house i'm gonna need you to come set that up in my kids room while they're asleep tonight (laughs) (laughs) we love some sam yeah buddy it's good what you got uh how about lovely molly 2011 Mm -hmm. this one is another one uh i really i enjoy the hell out of this movie um have you seen it i have but i don't remember it uh it's got a very halloween vibe to me it's eduardo sanchez creator of uh, the Blair Witch Project. Uh, A good chunk of the movie takes place in this dilapidated house in the woods. And you can draw certain parallels between uh, demonic possession, haunted house, possibly addiction. Young lady, newlywed, in recovery, uh, goes to live at the house. Then we get into childhood trauma. Um, It's best if you just watch the movie... Take it for what it is, and don't try to do a deep dive. Because if you do a deep, that you can it, all the all the questions you might have are answered in the bonus features. I'm going to implore you not to watch the bonus features. Okay, just leave it. Just draw your own conclusions. Uh, you can see it, quote unquote, what it is at the very end if you kind of squint and look past her butt cheeks. <laughs> um, but uh, that the, the don't watch the bonus features. Oh, okay, because. It's very. It gets very silly, and you're better off just with your own explanation. Yeah, because there's like a lot of imagery, and there's some symbolism, and you're like, oh, what is? It? She took cut the faces out of her photo album and replaced everybody's face with a horse head. What does that mean? And it's explained if you really want to know. But I think you're better off just walking away and saying uh, she had some kind of a horse obsession and did that. And that makes sense. But then there's things she finds in the basement. It's like Rob Zombie's uh, explanation of the fucking horse imagery in Halloween 2. Okay, you sure are. Simmer down. You sure are impressed with yourself, Mr. Zombie. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, great show, horror through and through. And revisiting our conversation from last week about horror directors, I don't know why I didn't think to bring up Eduardo Sanchez. Great stuff. Makes great horror films. Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. Lovely Molly, Seventh Moon, Exists. Uh, oh, that, uh, what was that, that alien one? I uh, haven't seen Seventh Moon. Seventh Moon is great. It's Chinese. Oh, well, weird. It's American, but it was made in China. There's some Chinese oh, okay. mythology to it. Uh, what the fuck? Abducted? Is that what it was called? Where the rednecks actually capture the alien and they're fucking with it? I'm not sure I've seen that. Oh, it's beautiful. It sounds good. It's got some comedic <laughs> elements because these rubes are just sure. priceless. <laughs> I, f- I forget the name of it. I think it was abducted or something like that. But uh, 
Yeah, good. So I don't, I, sh- I don't know why I didn't think of that. He's probably top five for me, Eduardo Sanchez. Pretty good. Yeah, good stuff. What's next, there, fella? We rewatched uh, the new Haunted Mansion movie. Okay, like that, that one. Huh? Fun flick. I'm gonna I'm very gonna, fun. I'm gonna watch it. Where did you find that one? Uh, we bought it. Okay. Yeah, it just got released this week. I'll probably stream it first. Yeah, you it's know. it's it's a really fun movie. Um, being fans of the the ride itself, mm-hmm. um, they just get so much of it. Like there there's just so much homage that that they pay to the ride itself. Nice. Uh, and just great visuals, good little story. Um, you know, solid acting. The fun, you know, the funny stuff is funny. Uh, Danny DeVito's, you know, in it, and he's a, you know, fucking, Danny DeVito. He's a Danny DeVito <laughs> from start to finish. That a boy. Um, it's good. It's nice. really good. Very nice. That's a good flick to watch with the kids too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out at some point. So last week, or maybe a couple weeks ago now, I was talking about a movie that scared the crap out of me as a kid, mm-hmm. and I didn't remember why per se, other than there being a elderly zombie type of a dude in a diaper. <laughs> uh, walking around. It's called The Sentinel from 1977. So I bought it uh, on Blu-ray, I don't know, six, eight months ago, but because I was doing that year of no rewatches, mm-hmm. I never bothered watching it until uh, earlier this week. I don't know what the hell scared me about it. Yeah, uh, It's pretty silly. It's about a fashion model that lives in this uh, building in New York where... Uh, there's a priest on the top floor who's basically guarding the gates of hell. And Burgess Meredith is in it. Like everybody, all of her, it's it's kind of like uh, uh, Rosemary's Baby, except there's no baby and there's a lot of fucking. <laughs> which is not something. It is you, like Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> it's not something you want to see from Burgess Meredith. <laughs> uh, Beverly G- D'Angelo's in it. She There's got a pretty nice little masturbation scene. Um, actually, it's got like a fairly like star-studded cast. Yeah, Christopher Walken's in it, Jeff Goldblum, um, Beverly D'Angelo, Burgess Meredith, um, Chris Sarandon plays the boyfriend. Uh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it is pretty stacked. It's not a very good movie. <laughs> it's not. It's. Not, I don't know what the hell's. There's a lot of boobs in it, and Beverly D'Angelo gets naked in it. Um. Like, so, not to give anything away, but, like, the whole crux of the movie is that the the fashion model that moves into the building is, uh, she was traumatized and tried to kill herself as a kid because she had this traumatic event where she walked in on her elderly father uh, naked with a couple of overweight prostitutes eating cake and having a good time. Okay. <laughs> now... now Far be it for me to begrudge anybody their cake or their overweight prostitutes, but she uh, freaked right out, ran and, and basically opened her wrists in the bathtub because of it. Uh, saved her. Uh, dad dies, leaves her, you know, pretty good sum of money, and then she moved. And then like her living on in or around the gates of hell brings all this trauma back. So she has like a that the elderly uh, diaper ridden zombie that I recalled is like this nightmare sequence involving her dad and the overweight prostitutes. This sounds all over the place. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's very. It was very silly uh, to me. So I watched it. Uh, fucked me up pretty good as a kid. Now it gave me a little bit of a boner. 
because yeah. I like overweight prostitutes. Speaking of movies that fucked you up as a kid, uh, I just got in the mail the three-movie box set of It's Alive. Mm. <laughs> I've never seen part two and three, but that first one fucked me up, man. If I'm not mistaken, there's a remake floating I around. I think there up. was. Yeah, I think it starred Bijou Phillips or Bayou Phillips. I just love that part three is like, Island of yeah. the Alive. Yeah, it's like uh, they rounded them all up and put them on this island. Is that what the yeah? Because it was like, if I remember right, it was like some kind of a drug that was causing the birth defects. Oh, okay. So the company rounded them all up and put them on a desert. I, I look forward to, to watching them. Oh, let's we'll yeah. see if it fucks me up. Again. I doubt it, sir. I seriously doubt it. If it does, I'm going to make fun of you for a very long time. <laughs> hey, at least I'm not afraid of uh, Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I watched uh, 1981's The Burning. Okay. What do you think of that? Uh, that is a boring movie. It's very much camp drama. It is It is a very blah Friday the 13th movie with one weapon. Yeah. The Garden Shears. Yeah. Um, I wasn't mad at it. No, uh, it's just so slow. It's, very, it's, it's a lot of teen camp drama. Uh, my favorite was... Just what such a fucking scumbag the bully character was. I think his name was Slater or something like that. And he's trying to get on top of one of the girls there. And every time he gets her alone, he's like, Hey, uh, you want to come down with me down to, down by the water there? Yeah, come on down. And then at one point, she actually gives in. And she's like, Oh, Slater, you're so classy. You took me down by the water before I sucked you off. When did this ever work? You really know how to woo a broad. Oh, yeah, Slater. So classy. (laughs) What? Uh, It's silly. It Um, is. The camp vibe is is good. It's like meatballs up until... The hour mark, right? Because it's I'm like, all man. These guys are a bunch of fucking douchebags. Oh yeah, you had uh, George Costanza in there with a full head of hair. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it was just them trying to scope some boobies. And was she in it? Yeah, she was. Wow. Or maybe I'm thinking of Holly Hunter. I get those two confused. Hmm. One of those two is in there. I didn't. I don't. Didn't really recognize anybody. Yeah. Else. Uh, of course, I was passively watching it but you know by probably halfway i get it yeah because by then you're just watching I'm like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, i get it camp pranks. garden shears great yeah the, the other part that really pissed me off about that i don't want to go off on another rant here uh the the main counselor he set a bum on fire as a kid why are we hiring him back to be a <laughs> camp counselor i don't know maybe they figured he just Wanted to do that once and get it out of his system, and he's okay now? Well, I didn't even, I didn't really even like the story. I mean, I get seeking your revenge against whoever wronged you. Yeah. But, I don't know, to take it out on just a bunch of randos? If if you somehow managed to see this before you saw Friday the 13th, you might enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, I think so. Other than that, it's fine. Yeah. Right on? Uh, Last Kind Words from 2012. Hmm, never heard of that one. It's a weird little ghost story. Uh, ghost slash romance story. Uh, Brad Dorif stars in it. Uh, basically, this uh, this family moves to rural Tennessee. The kid goes walking out in the woods on his property, runs into a hot chick. Great. Fall in love. Uh, I think they had sex. Maybe, maybe not. Some sex. Some sex. 
a couple days later, he goes. She tells him not to go into this one stretch of woods. He's like, yeah, okay. Uh, his dog runs into that particular stretch of woods, so he takes off after it, where he finds her dead body hanging from a tree. So basically, he got down with a ghost, and uh, but then he like starts this whole relationship with the ghost, and then you find out why she's a ghost and how she got hung from the tree, and now there's a murder plot, and people are trying to keep him quiet. Not a bad movie. Probably more of a romance than a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. Pass. What's next, dude? Rewatched 1988's Monkey Shines. Wow. Okay. Feel don't like know your, why. Your Romero roots a little bit? Yeah. I d- don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I guess because I've seen it like pop up in front of me numerous times. And okay. I'm like, you know, it's been so long. Sure. Let's see what this is all about. You can't go wrong with a fucking monkey. Um, eh. I mean, I like watching the monkey. Sure. Uh, the guy played one hell of a quadriplegic. I mean, it's not hard. <laughs> hey, can you sit down? Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> this is the best check I've ever made. Hey. Um, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember not liking it. At, at Just the thought of a killer, not only a killer monkey, but a killer jealous uh, monkey that was like killing off all the young ladies in your life. Yeah. Come on. Well, I, he took out some people I didn't expect to die. I didn't expect the the, the main guy's mom. Yeah. Because, like, the monkey chucked a fucking toaster or something in the... Or a hairdryer <laughs> in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the you know, the monkey gained knowledge of electricity. Sure, so, sure. So, uh, yeah. It's fine. Again. It's fine. It's very 80s. Uh, probably close to, if not the bottom of my George Romero... Well, no, not the very bottom, but... Towards the bottom of my George Romero list. Yeah. <clears throat> Lastly, right before you uh, strolled in uh, this evening, The Dark and the Wicked from 2020. Good pick. Love this fucking movie. Yeah, man. good movie. There is so much going on here, and every time I watch it, I kind of pick up on something else that could be something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, today I'm watching it, and uh, what struck me is, you, you've seen it. I know you, I made yeah. you watch it at some point. Uh, the trailer scene right before the old guy kills himself. Mm-hmm. The thing shows up as the daughter and she's all cut up and she's like doing this weird kind of demon thing and she's like smiling and then she's sticking herself with the knife and then eventually he kills himself but right before he does she whispers in his ear you did this to me. What does that mean? Was there like some kind of a molestation thing going on there when she was younger perhaps? Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening. And then the, th- the thing with the priest. The priest shows up, and he's like, oh, you know, I was trying to help your mom out before she died. But then they call him a couple days later, and he's like, no, this you sound just like my daughter. She killed herself. Yeah. Uh, how did you get my number? I was never there. So I feel like, I mean, I don't think it there's It really a, fucks with them. It does. Yeah. But I feel like there's so much more meat on this bone and I watched the bonus features. It doesn't explain shit. Um, that there's like a whole. I don't. I don't know. I. I hope they don't do a sequel because there's really no place to go but down from there. But there's a lot, a lot of meat on this bone that could be fleshed out into other things. Where this thing is, if you watch the opening sequence, you actually get to see it for like a quick second. Mm-hmm. It looks remarkably like me. 
<laughs> which is weird, right? <laughs> Explains a lot. Yeah, it's just, but I'm like blue in a. I'm hiding in the sheep. So ah, uh, there's that. <laughs> there's that. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I know what I was doing in the sheep. <clears throat> See, and that's why I think that for your Patreon stuff, you should there should be like just discussing the extras of these movies. Yeah, to get a little more insight. Sure, you know. sure. But a lot of them are disappointing. Well, you don't talk about those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pretty fair straight, enough. Fair pretty enough. Straightforward. What's next, dude? Uh, today I watched a movie called The Puppet Man on Shudder. I saw that. I was thinking about that. So a bit of a slog for a while. Okay. Uh, at the one hour mark, she gets pretty damn good. It's got some really good deaths in it. Um. An ending that will either piss you off or that you'll appreciate. Okay. Uh, all in all, it's it's worth watching. I'd actually like to hear what you got to say about okay. it, I guess. I'll put it on the um, list. Uh, I think it's decent enough. Okay. Uh, the good is definitely worth overlooking the bad. Okay. I um, like that. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty decent <laughs> flick. I, yeah. st- I still only give it like a, a middle-of-the-road score. Hmm. Uh, just because of those lesser points. Okay. And it, it really took a, a while to build up to anything happening. You know what I find more appealing in a horror movie these days than anything else? A fucking horror movie. Make a movie with the intent of scaring me. Uh-huh. I don't need any chuckles. I don't need any uh, messaging about inclusion or uh, whatever your political leanings are. Just make a scary movie. Yeah. That is becoming more and more hard to find these days. This one is not at all scary. Okay. I don't even think there's any way it could scare anyone. Okay. But it has a couple of good little brutal scenes. Uh, It's still kind of a story that we've seen numerous times before. All right. Uh, But the way that that plays out, it's got some pretty good shots in there. Okay. Uh, the last movie we watched, uh, we thought this was going to be a lot more Halloween, but it is not. Okay. It is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we thought that it was going to be more Headless Horseman type stuff. Right, right. But the first half of this, it's like a double feature. Okay. The first half of this damn movie was basically just a story about Mr. Toad, which is kind of a kid's movie. Yeah. Then the second half is all about Ichabod Crane, and even that story, it takes till the last, like, ten minutes before a Headless Horseman or Halloween even gets brought up. Huh. Okay. So, disappointing, but it was still part of our 31 for 31. Is this animated? Yeah. It's like a 1949 Walt Disney. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. It was still fun to watch. Sure. But definitely disappointing uh, in the context of Halloween. Okay. It definitely will not be in our Halloween annual rotation. I think there was like a Garfield Halloween special when I was probably seven or eight years old. Um, Garfield the cat, the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, I had had (laughs) not Andrew Garfield. No, definitely not not. President Garfield. Not former President (laughs) Andrew Garfield. Um, That one. If I, I'm going to see if I can dig that up. That was uh, that was pretty Halloweeny, and I remember watch. I had a VHS tape of it, and I used to watch the shit out of it, uh, kind of like as a as a horror gateway kind yeah. of a thing. Um, 
had nothing to do with it. I remember being bored to tears by the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Because that always had like a kind of a hippie vibe to it. Sure. Me. So I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to see if I can dig that up for you, buddy. All right. Anything That's else, it, Jason? Man. That's what we're looking we'll at this week. See how much work I can put in next week. Yes, sir. You and me both. Uh, let's take us a little break and we'll do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. When I look out my window, many sights to see. So many different people to be They're strange, so strange It's very strange to me You got to pick up every stitch You got to pick up every stitch You got to pick up every stitch
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Jason Harrell. Yeah, boy, we yes, are. Yes, sir, we are back and we are ready to get into three on a meat hook. How far are you along on your 31 for 31? Do you know? Are you keeping track oh, or are you just doing yeah, one per day? Yeah, I keep track. We do one per day. Okay. Yeah. I'm up to 20. Um, I want to blast through it, and then that way I can just watch whatever the hell I want. Uh, we, it's like a whole process for us. We, yeah, you we, got your yeah we draw out one things and, yeah. and all that. You make well, like a whole ritual out of it. Yeah, I like that. Me, I come home from work, distract my kids as fast as I can, knock out as many as you can, duck into the bedroom, pull one out. Well, I understand. Also, you don't know if you'll be able to. You know, to see one each day. Exactly. So I understand stacking them up. That's what I got to do, man. Just in case. All right. How about three on a meat hook there, amigo? Okay. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Uh, top three horror sequels. Now, the reason I made this one horror sequels is because we just watched Exorcist Believer, and it was poo, in my humble opinion. It was. So let's cleanse the sequel palette, Jason Harrell. Let's do. What is your number three favorite horror sequel? All right. Now, so I have to base this off of things that I like to rewatch, and okay. I have definitely watched these a lot okay uh my number three the conjuring part two. Oh, very cool i like that yeah, it's a movie i really like yeah um that is a good one i like the first one but the the second one um i it's my favorite one of my favorite sequels but i think i actually like it better than the original yeah uh the end it went to the infield haunting yeah. um I think I probably like the original, the first one, a little bit more. I like the sequel better than the third installment, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, yeah. Um, the problem, and I think we're, we're starting to experience this with a lot of the Marvel movies, is that when, when you set out to create this expansive universe, you're just, at a certain point, you're just shotgunning Easter eggs at us. You know what I mean? Because you know, like the, the, that whole sequence with the Crooked Man. Yeah. That That's was, my least favorite part. That was clearly a, an attempt to jumpstart something, which is fine. Might have been a kick-ass uh, spinoff, but uh, not I, if it looked like it did in that in that that's, movie. That's that's the problem. I wish right I there. just had an easy way to go in and edit movies to take out the parts I hate, like I'm, even The Exorcist. Like there's, I got one segment out of The Exorcist. I hate the 360 head turn. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not. That takes me out of the realm of reality. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's another thing I hated about Believer. <clears throat> Why do they keep throwing out that Cockney accent? I assume it's because they're trying to, you know, your cunting daughter. 
I get that. Yeah. But we're not dealing with the same film producer that died in the... I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, right on. My number three, I'm probably going to catch a little, a little bit of shit for this, Terrifier 2. A lot of people probably going to say it's up on up higher on the list, and it should be on mine. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it better than the first one. Yeah. Um, the only real complaint I have about it is runtime is a bit much, and the reason the runtime is a bit much is because of that last fight sequence that just seems to go on and on yeah. and on. Up to that point, great show. Love the characters. Love Art the Clown. Oh, God, her, I forget her name off the top of my head, but that little side booby shot we got of her in the shower, whoo! Yeah, I can't remember her name either. Uh, it's uh, Vondra Valandra. Sure! <laughs> I believe, some, <laughs> something, something to that effect. Uh, if I had it on VHS, the tracking on that shower scene would be all jacked off, and so would I. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number three. How about two, J-Bo? Okay, let me give you Sarah's number three oh, real sure. quick. She also went with The Conjuring Part 2. Okay. Uh, my number two, Paranormal Activity 3. Okay. Uh, as I have alluded to countless times. Now, I'm not going to kick you in the nuts, but I did say sequel. That, well, not prequel. But the movie followed, followed another part. It did. I understand the whole prequel-sequel differentiation, prequel but thing. it is a movie around the same story that followed another movie in the same story. <laughs> okay, buddy. That's fine. If I, I'm... In my list, I made sure not to include any prequels. Oh. That's just me, because that's what I thought we agreed on with sequel. I'm not kicking your butt for it. Whatever you want to do. By definition, it is a sequel as well as a prequel. Okay. How is it a sequel? If you look up the definition of a sequel, <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> I will refer you to my representation, Arnold <laughs> Mr. Schmeckle. Mr. Webster. <laughs> Arnold Schmeckle, attorney at law. <laughs> Right on. That's uh, that's that's. I think that's about as good as it gets as far as the uh, paranormal activities go. Yeah, that is the best. It was a tie between that. If if you need me to give you an alternate, uh, no, I'm hey. I was going to throw twenty eight weeks later in there. Okay, I love that. I love that. Is that okay with you? I don't know. <laughs> Let me have that notarized, and I'll get back. Oh to wait, you. that's an <laughs> anthology. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? That's a good one, man. I love twenty eight. 28 weeks later, too. It doesn't get a lot of love. Why? Uh, I don't know why. so good. It is. And uh, the whole military aspect, I have discussed it with Jeremy Renner Uh uh, at point for quite a while until I brought up a different movie that he didn't care to discuss. Um, Yeah, it's great. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Oh, the little guy from uh, fucking Robert um, Train Spotting. And ravenous. He's a little guy. The full Monty. The full Monty. Yeah, the guy that with guy. the guy with the fucked up teeth. He played the biggest vagina ever. Yeah. Fuck these kids. English, fuck my wife. English Steve Buscemi. That's a good. Yeah. They got the same teeth. <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> and very wiry and spindly, both yeah. of them. Uh, my number two, Saw Two. I like it better. I like it better than. Well, no, I can't say I like it better than the first one. But I think if I had to pick a movie out of that entire franchise to put on and watch right now it would always be saw too mm-hmm. um that fucking hypodermic pit that will never not make my skin crawl especially when uh, sh- uh 
Shawnee Smith gets tossed into it. Now, <laughs> now, since that movie came before the other movies, is it not also a prequel? I don't believe it came before. I guess it did. I'm just busting your fucking balls. Did it come? I think it came after part one, though, didn't it? Because Shawnee. No, it definitely came after part one. Yeah. But it came before other installments. But it is a sequel to part one. But it is also a prequel. (laughs) You fucker. It cancels itself out. You fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. How about Sarah's number two? Sarah's number two is Dr. Sleep. I figured that would show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a great show. Um,. It's a weird hybrid. I really enjoy... I'll go ahead and say it's my number one. Okay, perfect. I figured it would be. Uh, It's like a perfect hybrid between Kubrick's movie and Stephen King's book. Because those two are actually quite far apart as far as the plot line, the ending, the way certain characters fare in the the movie. Um, how How do you make a sequel to the book without shitting on the movie or make a sequel to the movie without shitting on the book. I think, uh, he did, uh, Flanagan, Flanagan Flanagan did it perfectly. I don't think it gets any better than that, man. I can't even count how many times I've watched that. And that's a long fucking movie. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's just a movie that I can passively watch, actively watch. It's just so good. Yeah. Love it. Uh, my number one, uh, aliens. Nice. Love it. I, my, I don't know how many times I made my mom. I mean, I would call it sci-fi, but... Sure, yeah, yeah sure. You fucking jerk off. <laughs> uh, it's No, it's more like action, action sci-fi, horror kind of a thing. Um, Your rules really only apply to others, don't they? That's right, Jason. That's exactly right. It's my fucking show. <laughs> uh, really, I think the, the only reason I liked it as much as I did is because I wanted one of those smart gun things with the eyepiece yeah. and the... Fucking yeah. waste gun gunner thing, um, yeah. I watched the shit out of that movie. And to be fair, as far as life in the Marine Corps go, the actual United States Marine Corps, pretty much nuts on. Like with the way uh, you know briefings went, debriefings mm-hmm. went, uh, squad interactions, uh, infantry tactics. Uh, yeah, all kinds of all kinds no, it's of solid. accuracies. Yeah. Uh, you know, excluding Bill Paxton. Um, oh, Bill Paxton was great. Uh, oh, yeah. He ruins everything. No! Except Weird Science. He was good at Weird Science. And Frailty. Um, That's the only one? two passes he gets. Butcher, Baker, Nightmare Maker. Never seen him. As he plays the high school bully. Yeah. And he, he's basically the same character. Basically the <laughs> same Chet. character. Yeah, it's Chet. <laughs> yeah. He has long hair in this one, but he's still Chet. Right on. Uh, Sarah's number one? Her number one, Terrifier 2. I figured that would She loves some art. It's good, man. It's Dude, really she good. She fucking loves that guy so I love much. It. Has she seen uh, All Hallows Eves? Yeah, we've watched them. What'd she think of that? Not she enough definitely art. loves Terrifier 2. Okay, we'll leave it at that then. <laughs> uh, I just so happen to have buddies, uh, three on a meat hook. Uh, number three, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Good show. Number two, I don't know if I call this a sequel or not. Dawn of the Dead, 1978. I don't know if I would call Evil Dead 2 a sequel. I'd call it a reboot. I mean, if we want to get into yeah, uh, definitions that's, here. <laughs> that one especially is a very strange... Both of those are kind of fall into this weird gray area. Yeah. Uh, number one, can't be contested, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, 1935. 
Solid show all the way around. Thanks for uh, getting in there, buddy. Appreciate it, bud. Miss you. Miss you. Get back to us, you fucker. It's it's Halloween time. What are you doing? Uh, well, that was it. We would love to know what your top three horror sequels are, inmates. Uh, just go to paddedroompodcast.com. You can find all the links and uh, mail and contact us stuff that you need there. Or you call us on the mental health hotline, area code 775-387-0275. Now, my friend, it is Terradome time. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. We are now in the semifinals there, Jason Harrell. And boy, are these fights getting good. They are. I am (laughs) fucking waking up early trying to make this work. Uh, We are in the Asylum Conference round nine. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I usually can't read my own handwriting. Upon his return from the United States, Liam finds his home village in a state of emergency. Carnage and blood splatter up and down the small town roads. His dead friends and family strewn about, looks of terror frozen on their lifeless faces. Then the cause of the destruction reveals itself. The thing from the church windows. He'd always wondered what it was and how it got to be infamous enough to find immortality on Catholic stained glass. Now he knew. Rawhead was real and awake after centuries slumber. Liam panics to find a weapon to defend himself, but comes up empty-handed. As Rawhead draws near, he recalls the souvenir he'd brought back from the States, the antique and rusty butterfly knife he'd found at the grand opening of an inner-city nightclub, the knife formerly owned by the infamous Jimmy Bones. Singles competition, we have Rawhead Rex versus Jimmy Bones, Jason. What do you think of that? It's silly. (laughs) It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um... Got to go Jimmy Bones. Okay. I think I'm going to take Rawhead Rex because, God damn, do I love that monster. <laughs> you, you mean can, that pro wrestler? That fucking uh, guar stand-in. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he can do, but you do not run a, run afoul of him <laughs> in a, in a, anywhere, really. Uh, that is your Terra Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's Jimmy, Vo- Jimmy Bones versus Rawhead Rex. Uh, hit us up. Let us know who you think would win that fight. Go to paddedroompodcast.com. There is a Terradome link right there on the page for you. Just click on whoever you think is going to win, and we'll tally the votes next week. 
But now we must discuss a little immersion therapy there, Jason Harrell. Yeah, boy. Immersion therapy. I'm already back into trying to talk myself into liking Let's Scare Jessica to Death again. I think the the main the main problem I have with it is the ASMR. That shit is grating to me. And maybe it's a personality flaw of mine, or maybe it just pisses me off or maybe somebody whispered in my ear when I was a kid but when she goes into the um, monochromatic kind of voiceover he likes her he thinks she's hot that just drives me crazy it fucking pisses me off Um, what did you think I just think it's boring it is boring it's very slow Um, I I mean I don't know it's I, I don't think it it justifies the rating the overall rating that it has. I would agree. It's a pretty well-scored movie sure. on IMDb. There, there's a lot of love for it. I don't understand. I don't know why. Me neither. Um, again, it's fine. It's just very slow. Uh, tends to be a little annoying at times. Um, her boyfriend is a dirtbag. Which one? Apparently she has two of them. Jessica? Right? Yeah. Uh, her, the ball guy. Oh, that was the boyfriend? Yeah. I could never tell. Well, he was the one she was going to bed with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean shit. Um, I don't know. Just kind of a sleazeball. Um, I don't know. Just boring. Um, yeah. Very boring. Um, I felt like... I they, like a slow movie, but it just bored me. It, like the constant like deer in the headlights thing that she had going on. And whatever whoever the cinematographer was behind this just loved... like. A quick shot of her face. <laughs> okay. We, yeah. She's not attractive. I didn't find her attractive at all. Uh, I think she's better looking than the vampire. I would marginally disagree with you. Vampire did not look very good either. <laughs> if she even was a vampire, who fucking knows? And what's going on with all this, the, the World War II veterans in the in the town? Why do they all have, uh, why are they all cut up all of a sudden? Because they've been bitten. Okay, but they have like surgical incisions. Well, one of I them just had think that's poor, uh, poor prosthetic. Okay, yeah, I because I even the the bald guy had a like a weird uh, gash, yeah. kind of thing. By the way, they found his dead body, and then four days later, he's the antiques dealer guy, right? That no, they, uh, the boyfriend. Uh, oh, Jessica's yeah, yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. He had like a, a weird gash. Ah. It wasn't like, you know, a good fang bite. Or, no, you know. no. It was like a weird like knife. Like you got in a knife fight or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's it's not very good. No, I don't I don't understand it. But sure as shit, in a couple months, I'll still, oh, yeah, well, maybe if I put it on again, maybe it might. <laughs> I don't know. Man. You've given that more of a try than Rosemary's Baby. I can't get into Rosemary's Baby. Okay, but why can you get into this? I can't, but I keep well, convinced. I don't know. I've got some kind of a de- deficit d- disorder or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm just masochistic that way. All right, Jason. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Flesh Eater, Flesh Eater from 1982, starring Bill Hinsman and a bunch of nobodies. Yep. You can find this one streaming <laughs> on Tubi if you like. It's also on Amazon Prime. 
check that shit out, inmates, and we will do the same and compare notes next week. Or you could pay way too much for it from uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Buy yourself a very snazzy <laughs> steelbook of Flesh Eater and not watch it for four years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Check it out, inmates. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. But now it is time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a uh, late night radio show host, Jason. And I had the dubious dishonor of catching a murder on my uh, fucking show because a couple of frat boys called to harass me and got uh, chainsawed to death on the open road while we were live on the air. That's causing all kinds of problems, not to mention the murderers are coming to my fucking radio station and rooting around on my desk and playing with things and uh, making weird innuendos with power tools. And uh, I got a crazy cop that's trying to find the murderers. It's a whole ass thing. Uh, I am, of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, which is, have you seen it? Yep. It's more of a uh, comedy, I'd say. Oh, okay. Straight comedy. I didn't know what that was. It's a, yeah, it definitely is a comedy. K. Okla. I got um, a K. Okla coffee mug here. I think I also just don't like old Blue Velvet. Uh, what's his damn name? Um, Dennis Hopper? Yeah. He, uh, he is just too fucking nutty for me. I liked him in... Um, Except Speed. <laughs> yeah. I like him Pop in Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> uh, I thought he was okay in uh, Land of the Dead. He played like the head of the Fiddler's Green. I can't recall. It's yeah. He basically played like a politician type. Um, yeah, I, it's okay. It's a, it's. I'll take that over. Uh, what is it? Next generation. Oh God, that is straight. That's sad. It's supposed to be satire. Uh, it still doesn't make a lick of sense to me. How the hell Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger showed up in that? I have no idea. I don't want to go off on another rant though, Jason. Who might I be this week, you ask? We do ask. I am a party goer that was invited to a party by an eccentric millionaire with the promise of me surviving the night to receive $1 million. All I have to do is not get killed, hang out with these strangers that I've never met in this very dubious residence with a sordid past and what could be some paranormal goings-ons. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week, and I'll drop some knowledge on you, inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us. Uh, get a hold of us, inmates. PaddedRoomPodcast.com or the Mental Health Hotline, area code 775-387-0275. Let us know what you think of this new format we're trying out for October. Um, vote on the Terra Dome. Let us know what your meat hook is. Top three favorite horror sequels. Or, you know, uh, take a picture of me and put it on your favorite gay porn. That happens sometimes. I I, I find them rather, rather flattering. You and know? erotic. Yeah, I made one of them my Facebook profile pic. Uh, that'll probably get me kicked off. Uh, I probably already am kicked off now that I think about it. Um, in the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us. Join us next week for more October Bloodlust. Um, Jay, you got anything else? Yeah. Got one more thing. By all means. Sequel. 
A published so broadcast go. or recorded work that continues the story or develops the theme of an earlier one. Continues. And it did. Forward. Uh, no. Not backward. As a result of an earlier one. <laughs> part two comes after part one. Okay. Even though its storyline is based earlier. Next week, we're going to do favorite prequels, <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> I'm traveling back and forth in time. Oh, look out. Uh, Four, Buddy and Absentia, prequels, sequels, continued storylines, threequels, (laughs) menage a trois, foursomes, uh, bukkakis. Have we had a horror bukkaki in a while? (laughs) The night is young. Uh, Haunted locations, Halloween events, movies with Halloween vibes, and the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Come on.